Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. The trade deadline now is today. It is. That that uh, that great thing that never delivers on <laughs> excitement. But we've already had a few trades that, that we is talked true. about last week. I believe. I can't remember. We've talked about last week and we had a trade go down this week, so we'll talk about all that in the news. It is yes. Tuesday, October 29th. I got Rick Lemon right across from me. What My is name's up? Morgan Colby. Today we got a lot to get to, waiver wire ads, streaming options, quick reactions, all that stuff. We're going to start with the news, but first, make sure you go over to our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Champs on Twitter, at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. Subscribe wherever you listen. <coughs> Whoa. I completely lost the ability to talk right after I listen. Uh, subscribe wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell on YouTube for notifications. Leave a review. Share this podcast with your friends. Let's get to the news. Brandon Cooks uh, exited week eight against the Bengals, and uh, he was evaluated with a concussion. But good news is he's okay. Not that that matters. No. <laughs> He's been absolutely awful. Actually, both Rams wide receivers. You know, I'm surprised more people coming into the season didn't expect this to happen. I mean, you're looking at one of them. We said we said Brandon Cooks wasn't going to be good, but we also said Robert Woods would be good too. So let's hold I mean, ourselves accountable. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> we were but, right on Cooper but Cup. <laughs> my favorite. This was my my order was Cup would be number one. Yeah, a lot of people didn't agree with that. Yeah, that I was. Got, I got some flack for that. That was a hot take. But I guess it's not that hot anymore. Um, I don't know how to say his name, Tom Pelissario. I don't even know I put the names in. <laughs> he reported that Chase Edmonds is likely to miss a few weeks after suffering a hamstring injury. Um, so we'll get to a, a little news later as to what the Cardinals are going to do about that. But now you got DJ, mm-hmm. who's uh, who's going to miss his, basically his third straight game. It's technically his second, but... He only had two rushes in yeah, the three games ago. Yeah. Uh, and then now Chase Edmonds is going to miss time. So, so Arizona's desperate. And I'm going to put you on a cliffhanger for what they're about to do. Royce Freeman suffered a shoulder injury in week eight against the Colts. He did return to that game, and I believe he's okay. I haven't seen anything otherwise. It's apparently the same shoulder that he hurt earlier in the season that I think he'll, he missed a game because of. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on that situation. We'll probably see as the week goes along. Uh, Miles Sanders did go down also with a shoulder injury, but he won't miss time, according to Zach Berman from The Athletic. Uh, the Buccaneers now are saying that they would consider trading O.J. Howard for a substantial offer. Wow. that <laughs> What is a st- substantial offer? We will never know, yeah. unless it happens. Which I don't think it will. All right, quickly name one team that needs a tight end. Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> Yeah, I would love that to happen um, because O.J. Howard is such a talented player in an abyss that doesn't throw in the football. I mean, what what else are you going to do when you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? You can't really throw the football. Though. I mean, they can, but yeah, Jameis Winston true. wants to throw it to them each 15 times. So. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Kyle Allen is going to be the starter for uh, the Panthers in week nine. They said Cam Newton is not ready to go yet. I've been saying that for like um, four straight weeks. Yeah, he might. What if he misses the whole season? And they just cadoodle this all the way to the end. How long do you go? Like, uh, what's their record? They were undefeated. Um, while Kyle Allen was the starter up until this week, they got smoked by the 49ers. But yeah, fifty-one. Um, of what seventeen? Yeah, was, they were undefeated up to that point. I'm gonna look up there. Yeah, I think they're. I want to say they're really good. They, uh, they, lost they are the f- four and three. Four and three. I was going to say they lost the first three. I was going to say five and three. So, I mean, if they make the playoffs and they don't put Cam Newton back in, is there ever a point in the season where they're like, oh, let's put Cam Newton back in? Like, I think now you kind of look at it and go, oh, Kyle Allen blew this week. <laughs> yeah, but they did play, I yeah. think, San Fran. And this week, I don't know if they're going to – they're playing Tennessee this week. I believe so. Yeah, that that could be a tough matchup too. Yeah, um, 
Coach John Harbaugh said Marquise Brown is on track to suit up Sunday against the Patriots. I looked at his numbers today because I heard that news, and I was like, this is a perfect example of why you don't get too excited. Actually, every single rookie wide receiver is an example this year as why you don't as to why you don't get too excited when a rookie wide receiver breaks out. Terry McLaren, to not his own fault, has been generic in the last two weeks. Yeah. He's been kind of not great. You've had Marquise Brown, who broke out weeks one and two. He's been completely non-existent even before the injury. Um, Michael Hardman has been the only. I give it to the Chiefs. I don't know what they they found a gem, but he he's been the only slightly consistent guy. He gets eleven. I mean, he gets about eight to twelve points a game. Yeah, somewhere in that that he's region. Been, he's been good, but he's still he's, he's still a rookie wide receiver. Yeah, he's still not great. Um, Metcalf has been okay. Actually, been, surprising. Yeah, decent, uh, but it's not. He doesn't get the 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 reason why he. Uh, I saw this metric today. I think he. I think I believe, and I could be wrong on this. And if I'm wrong, please comment below and yell at me <laughs> on whatever platform, unless you're on a podcast and you can't comment. But uh, I believe I saw that DK Metcalf had the third most targets for wide receivers in the NFL in the red zone. He does get targeted a lot in the red zone because he's freaking ginormous. He had two touchdowns this week on like three catches, I think. What was the um? How many fantasy points did he have? In half PPR, I think it was fifteen, but I can double check. It was fourteen point eight. So yeah, see, he's he's getting like yeah, two he, catches for like two touchdowns. He had he had five targets, right? Yeah, three catches for thirteen yards and two touchdowns. And two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Metcalf, I mean, the touchdown upside is there. But I just don't know if the boom is enough, is big enough. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Marquise Brown might suit up against the Patriots this week. Uh, if you do have him, that's not even an option against the Patriots. Stay away from that. I was going to tell you to sit Odell last week, and I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't get myself to do it. I think we did. We did? Yeah, I think we did No, I thought it. we said sit Jarvis Landry. No, I... You might have said. I'm pretty sure we OBJ. said said OBJ too. Okay, um, Case Keenum is in concussion protocol. The only reason why I say that is because if you are a Terry McLaren owner, uh, that is not a good sign. No. If he doesn't, he is expected to be the starter week to week. But if he does not play next week, McLaren has to be on your bench. I don't even know yeah. who they play. That's not even a thought. I mean, he's probably on your bench at this point, <clears throat> but unless it's a good matchup. Coach Bill Callahan said that uh, Darius Geis is on track to suit up in week 11, and he did practice on Monday. So Darius Geis might make his return finally. I don't I don't think he can come back until week 11. We talked about yeah. that last week. So, Do you expect anything from him if he comes um, back? With Adrian Peterson hurt and Chris Thompson hurt and no one in that backfield left, he, is, he's going to get his opportunity. See, I thought after game one when he got he, – he played the whole game, and then after the game they were like, oh, he's hurt. After that I was like, okay, um, this is not – like it was – who did they – I can't remember who the Washington played in that game. It was the first game of the season? Yeah. It was Philly. Yeah, okay. So he had a terrible game against Philly, and I was very discouraged by that. But I think that might have been – that and the injury might have been the last straw for like – Washington to be like, okay, we're just going to give it to Peterson rest of season and wait yeah. till next year. So his, but with Peterson and Chris Thompson being hurt and guys coming back in week 11, if he's the only guy starting, he might actually matchup, be okay. I mean, it seems pretty good. He plays the Jets, the Lions, Panthers, Packers, which rank 26, 30th, 27, and 25th against the run. Yeah. So that's pretty good if he does come back. Is Peterson like hurt, hurt though? Or is he just... I think it's just... Well, he did play through his two ankle injuries, but we're, we are at week eight, and he has uh, two ankle sprains. <laughs> How much longer is he going to hold up? Yeah. That's... You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but Bill uh, Bill Calhoun says Darius Geis is on track. Uh, Joe Flacco is day-to-day with a neck injury. Um, this means nothing because the Denver Broncos can't move the ball. Um, and the final piece of news that we get is Kenyon Drake finally is freed from the shackles of the Miami Dolphins, and he gets traded. He trades in his his leg shackles for arm shackles and goes to the Arizona Cardinals. 
for a sixth round pick that can become a fifth round pick. But if you're there, if you're the Arizona Cardinals and have another top three pick, that's basically a fourth rounder. So they got what they wanted. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> now, I'll I'll just touch on Mark Walton for a second, and then we can talk about the Kenyon Drake trade. Martin Walt, Mark Walton is expected to take over as the lead back for Miami. Kalen Balaj blew after all the hype surrounding him, yeah. and he got hurt. So Mark Walton is the guy in Miami now. Should Mark Walton be owned? Um, in deep league, sure. Okay, so there is a plethora of individuals in the fantasy football community, who I fully respect, that will, will tell you to, to go out, get Mark Walton, and put him on your bench and potentially start him on good matchups. Don't don't do that. Please, for okay. the love of God, don't do that. I think Mark Walton should be owned just as a... Just for the opportunity Just standpoint. for the opportunity yep. That's standpoint. why I was saying. He should not touch your starting lineup until he proves that he can be anywhere close. I don't care if he has a good matchup or not. He should be sitting on your bench... Until he proves that he can actually I mean, be relatively since decent. Since he's on the Miami Dolphins, I'm not starting him anyway because I have well, had is, that rule all season. <laughs> don't start in Miami Dolphins. But like, tell me what Miami Dolphin this year has been somewhat and, worth a start. No, none of them. Outside of like, Kenyon Drake was, you, you was think, a good start for like maybe two weeks where he yeah. got like 10 points you for like your Devontae flex. Parker. Maybe. Devontae Parker, maybe. But it's like, this offense, A, is not going to get in the red zone. B... They're they are a terrible offensive line, and see their running game hasn't been good. Yeah, Mark Walton has shown some form of efficiency in a low level, mm-hmm. but I just look at Mark Walton and I think, what makes you think this guy is going to outperform Kenyon? You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't like Kenyon Drake. They tried with Bellage. It didn't work. Now Martin Walton come. Mark Walton comes in. What circumstance changed to make it so that Mark Walton could be really good? There isn't one. Unless you consider Fitzpatrick. Now, we could look like complete fools. We do pre-record this show on Monday night. So if he's absolutely dominating on Monday night football, we were very wrong. But in in hindsight, it's always twenty twenty. But I just don't. I don't. I think Mark Mark Walton at best could get you like twelve to fifteen points. No, that's at best. I agree. I I just don't uh, touchdown upside. He probably get fifty sixty yards a game. There's just not. Like, he's the guy, but he's the guy in a really, really awful offense. And it's like, you can be excited all you want. It's the same thing with Darius Geis. How much opportunity is the guy going to get when he does come back? If he does get the full main share, you obviously he needs Peterson's, to be owned. Yeah. But it's like, if he gets like, you know, 15 to 20 touches a game, yeah, he has to be owned. But what is he going to do with those 15 to 20 touches? It's not like he's going to come in and be an absolute monster. And, you know, like, he's just... Yeah. Like... Mark Walton is not Saquon Barkley, and Darius Geis is not Saquon Barkley. Barkley is the only man in the NFL that could go on a freaking awful team and do what he does. Yeah. So, with that being said, Mark Walton should be owned, but with your last bench spot. <laughs> uh, Kenyon Drake, now moving to Arizona. If he is on your waiver wire, go pick him up. Um I'm going to say, uh, we'll say that now because this is the waiver wire show. We'll just say pick up Kenyon Drake now for yeah. the sake of argument. If there's somebody that in your league, like myself, who waited, I, I picked him up purely because I wanted to wait to see if he got traded. And you, the like goal a psychopath was, held on to him for like six weeks. I dropped him, and then somebody else picked him up, started him, and then dropped him. And then I picked him up <laughs> and held on to him for two more weeks. Okay, I thought you had him that whole time. No, no, no. There was a, there was a period. I think it was after week three. I was like done with the Dolphins altogether, and I just dropped him. Um, but I picked him up as a speculative ad going forward. So now, going forward on the Arizona Cardinals, what is the expectation? If David Johnson is hurt and Chase Edmonds is out for a while, right? Then it's all you know. It's good. It's he should be. It's cute. He, yeah, it's cute. It's cool, but. Right now, what David Johnson's day to day? Yes, that's what they said. So they play Thursday night, I think, against San David Francisco. Johnson's not playing this week, right? But the problem is, so if Kenyon Drake's here, if Kenyon Drake's here for one week, right? Essentially, I mean, he'll be here the whole season. Yeah, right, right, right. He's here to like play a lot for one week while both their running backs are out. They're playing San Francisco, so he's not going to be worth a start. Right. So the only way I think he'll be worth a start is if David Johnson's out for a significant period of time. I agree with so that. So he should be on your team, obviously, and he should be on your bench, but I wouldn't... See, 
Now, the reason why I kept him is because I was hoping that he would get traded to um, Detroit. That would have well. I mean, that knowing would, Detroit, they would have used oh, five yeah, running backs. Yeah, anyway. No, I know that. I just if there was anybody that they could get that was going to be the new carry on Johnson for eight weeks, it could have been. It would be Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Um. So for me, I think personally, I've been toiling with this all day because I have no idea. Cliff Kingsbury has been known to give us no information and lie straight to the media's face about everything. I feel like, and I could be wrong, I feel like this has some kind of, like there is something wrong with David Johnson to the point where they felt like they needed to give up a fifth-round pick because that's ultimately what this is going to turn into. A fifth-round pick for Kenyon Drake. To me, there are guys that you could just sign outright without giving up your draft picks to get. For the same price. They're paying him $1.2 million. So it's like, if for that same exact price, you could get literally anybody. For free. Like, they worked out Jay Ajahi. Unless Ajahi was like, if you're going to sign me for two weeks and cut me, I don't want to be here. And then, you know what I mean? Obviously, that that you can't come to an agreement. But there's somebody out there that could come in, play for three weeks while Chase Edmonds is hurt with with a hamstring injury, take over that role as the second running back while David Johnson, you know, comes back. Like, you got one week. You... I, to me, I don't trade a fifth-round pick for one week. I trade a fifth-round pick for rest of the season. Rest of the season. So it's like, not that the not not that a fifth-round pick is innately valuable, but to NFL GMs, for a running back, for too. a running back is very that's a lot. Like, yeah. it's basically it's not necessarily a lot, but it's 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 like, a basically a fourth-round pick because they're going to have a top three pick in the draft anyway. It's their own. It's their own fifth-round pick. So it's like it's like basically right well, out. Of the I don't know, round. bro. Cardinals are three and three. <laughs> I'll flip. Yeah, that's right. But they're also in the division with the Rams. It might actually be somebody else's pick, but I'm not entirely sure. But I just feel like there's something wrong with David Johnson that they're not telling us. It feels that way because it's so quiet and weird, the whole situation with David Johnson. He's day-to-day. What the hell does that mean? What's actually wrong with him? Last week it was a back injury. This week it's an ankle injury. What is actually wrong? It seems like there's, there's smoke, there's fire. So that's why I would say, like, you keep your eye on the situation, let it play out with Canyon Drake. But yeah. If I'm not, if, um, if he does, let's just let's play with let's play with the reality that there is the possibility that Kenyon Drake, I mean, uh, that David Johnson goes on IR. Okay. What is the value for Kenyon Drake at that point? Even with say, assuming Chase Edmonds does come back in like three weeks, mm, I'm gonna look at their schedule because I think that would play a part. And they have to; <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> they play San Fran twice, but yeah, I guess right. I mean that's including this week. Tampa, which is third against the run this year, then they would have a bye. The Rams, and now with Jalen Ramsey, that defense is very good. Mm-hmm. Then you got Steelers and Cleveland, which isn't too bad, and right. then at Seattle, week sixteen. Um. He has a ceiling because of that schedule, but he could be like a weekly flex option. Yeah, yeah. I if David Johnson's that. on IR, yeah. I just don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to see. Not that I want David Johnson to go on IR because I never want that. But I didn't. I don't have any shares of David Johnson. And so you have really Kenyon Drake. <laughs> and I have Kenyon Drake. But I want to see Kenyon Drake actually used. Like he doesn't yeah. even need to be the workhorse. Just give him 15 touches a game, which is something that the inept idiots that have been coaching the Miami Dolphins for the last five years, four years, or however long he's been in the friggin' NFL, that they have just not done. It's clear that he has the talent. He turned a toss in the Miami Miracles, whatever you want to call it, into like 45 yards by juking five guys. Like, he completely just destroyed that play. He's just really talented, but you haven't... No, at first, I don't know if there's something wrong with... Like, it doesn't seem like there's a character issue with him. Yeah. So like I don't I don't really know why they don't I mean, like him. Maybe he has like a worth ec- a work ethic problem. The Dolphins pretty much did everything they could to not make him the starter this year. Yeah, yeah, that was this year, last year, and the fact yeah. <laughs> like the entire time he's been in the NFL. Like if they think he's injury prone, then fine. That there that has been the consensus for a lot of people. That that has been an opinion in the fantasy football. But that's not why you don't play. People someone. people have like. People have like said, "Oh, this guy just gets hurt. Yeah, you know, he gets hurt all the time. I don't want him for fantasy because he gets hurt all the time. I don't want him in real life because he gets hurt all the time." The reality is, if you look at Kenyon Drake, he's never missed a game in his NFL career. Like 
what 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 makes you like yes he's been hurt like in the preseason he had that ankle injury and he was hurt like what makes you think that he's he's played in every game he's ever had to be a part of so like why are you saying that there's injury problem? I, mean, I just don't i don't know I, it doesn't make any i sense guess we'll see if there is a problem it'll probably come yeah out. it'll come out in, in arizona yeah. like if there really is but i i really do think that the miami dolphins coaching staffs both of them with adam gase and with um brian flores brian flores are just completely inept. Like they're so <laughs> stupid. Look at the Dolphins right now. They're a yeah. complete disaster. They're a dumpster fire. Who knows? Maybe next year they'll be good. It'll be like John Gruden all over again. But like, I just don't know. I can't. I just. I don't understand what. It, like you have a talented player. You're not winning football games unless you're completely. You decided in the preseason that you were going to tank. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Kenny and Drake. I'm curious to see him on Thursday night football. Uh, Adam Schefter reported that he's going to get a full workload. I wouldn't play him unless you desperately needed a start. Yeah, that San Francisco defense is. I'm nervous. Out. They're not going to play Zach Zenner a lot. They're not going to play the other guy whose name escapes me a lot. So, and they're like, no, Kenyon Drake. Sh- he should get a lot yeah. of action. Well, the other thing is too is um, David Johnson was completely inefficient on the ground, and if Kenyon Drake shows any form of efficiency on the ground, then he might actually be a decent play but i the the real the real part is going to be there they throw 50 passes a game so yeah <laughs> something ridiculous but uh he's going to be utilized like david johnson in the passing game and he's a mm-hmm. fan he's one of the best pass catching running backs in the nfl so it's like utilizing him in that aspect is going to be good for fantasy i guess but uh, there's also another rumor floating around too that i was going to throw it to you and see if you could if you're if you believe it or not, I guess we'll find out uh, today if you're listening to this podcast at 4 o'clock for the trade deadline. I believe it's at 4 o'clock. Um, but they're saying that they traded four. This is, this, is, this is a conspiracy theory. They traded four Kenyon Drake because they want to move forward with Drake and Edmonds and trade David Johnson for, like, picks or something like that. I don't believe that. Yeah. If that happened, though, that would be... I actually don't disagree. That, that is not a stupid thing to do if you're Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Because David Fantasy Johnson... Fantasy-wise, everybody would hate it because now oh, it's yeah. another split backfield. So but. I'm, I'm curious like where he would go. There's like, ultra-conspiracy theories that Los Angeles would trade Melvin Gordon to Detroit, oh, and then David Johnson would get traded to the Chargers and all that. Like, that's, that's a Madden. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. Madden deals, but I yeah, I'm not going to play too with much. that. But if they do trade David Johnson... To go for the problem is is that you can't see Kenyon Drake before you have to make the ultimate decision to get rid of David Johnson. Yeah, but he's he's not in a contract here, right? Who David Johnson? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But anyway, sure though. That's enough time on Mark Walton and Kenyon Drake. <laughs> um, let's just quickly go over some reactions from the week. Okay. Some quick reactions. Did you have anything you wanted to start with? Um, for quick reactions, yeah, dude. Just from my own fancy team, oh, Aust- Austin Hooper, man. Hoop, there it doesn't it is. matter who's at quarterback. Matt Schaub, Matt Ryan, I'm Matt so... Stafford. It wouldn't matter. Listen, we truthed on Austin Hooper when all, a lot of fantasy summer. people didn't. Yeah, and that is not a brag. I actually started fading away from you, clown Austin Hooper at the end. I still drafted him, and then I you cut did. him for Austin Hooper. Which I mean, I guess Darren I Waller. Darren Waller. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't really lose all that much, but. I didn't. So at the end, the reason why I backed off him is because I didn't. I, I thought he was the third or fourth option in the offense behind mm-hmm. even Sanu. Yeah. And so, like, if you're the fourth option in the passing game, like, you're not really going to get. But he's improved. Yeah. He's so, been. He's honestly been the second option behind Julio all year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, definitely. He, he consistently gets, like, and with like about eight to nine targets a game. I think Calvin Ridley returned to the game. He had a concussion, and then he returned to the game later. I don't, I'm not sure if he's still on. I, I'm not he sure. didn't miss a lot of time. I was watching that game. He only missed, oh, he didn't? Like, he only okay. missed like a Yeah, I was going to say, if he if he's in concussion protocol, he might miss a week. So I'm Hooper. pretty sure he was fine. Hooper might be a great play this week. They're on a bye, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, frick. <laughs> All right, so anyway. Yeah, no, Hooper's been... He's number one right now, right? Yeah. In fantasy? I don't think it's... I Actually, it might be close. Kelsey's Kelsey. two... Who's three? Uh, Waller. The Wallers. The Wallers. And Ertz and Kittle are nowhere to be found. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I Hooper's been crazy. Um, Mike Evans had 37 fantasy points or something ridiculous like that. So 
Mike Evans is the is a is a is a common boomer bust at this point. He, he'll get forty or thirty seven, or he'll get. So the problem 30. is, is that you can't not start him. You have to put him in your lineup oh, every yeah, week just for, just because of that. But like, if you just took the three games away, right? I'm curious mm-hmm. to see that. I want to I want to do that. Figure out what um what number he would be at. If you take his three big games away, he's basically one of he's the this worst. Year's Tyree Kill. Yeah, this year's essentially. Tyree. But it's like, and then you see the consistency of like Chris Godwin in the slot. They just keep targeting him and targeting him and targeting him. Well, he said, he said, I mean, he said four good games and then three bad ones. So it's not like it's. But it's just like, you got to start him every week, but Mike Evans keeps ripping your soul out. (laughs) Um, Tevin Coleman had 36. He, he was the guy that beat me this week. Yeah. Oh my word. Yeah. I, I. I told you before you you weren't really in on Coleman because you were like Mostart and uh, I thought there was too many Matt guys, Brita. I told you I said Tevin Coleman in the first game he was getting like sixty five seventy percent of the work and I mean you know what though they split carries no Matt Brita, yeah they are splitting carries but Coleman has been it's just been he's better. so much better yeah. in, in Kyle Shanahan's offense Matt Brita I think is better in the passing game um, yeah and I think that does help that Coleman knows. The Shanahan offense. Yep. But, yeah, I would not have expected freaking Tevin Coleman to get 37 points. Now, tell me what you think of uh, the Tyrell Williams touchdown streak. I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Raise your it's hand. Like, it's like you this year's Tyler him. Lockett. <laughs> it is. There was really. a lot of people that dropped him. I know. I'm, I'm, I was so surprised. I looked at his ownership numbers, and I was like, holy mackerel. Why? The I f- was, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. People, people were like, oh, he's just not worth it. There's guys I want on the waiver wire. Yeah. I mean, he has scored in half PPR every single week at least ten points this year. Right. Double digits. It's ridiculous. He's been fantastic. He's a wide receiver too. Right. Week to week. Um, this is I guess breaking news. Okay. I won't hit the button though. It's not that exciting. Uh Matt Ryan is expected to play week ten after the bye. Oh. So, I got that alert like five hours ago. All right. I did, I didn't <laughs> put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um anyway. Yeah, I, I, I mean, what what is the is is this a moment to sell high on Tevin Coleman? Oh, I would. Yeah, because I. But that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe you should just go out and try to just fleece that guy. I would try to. Tevin Coleman. I would. Yeah, I would try to do that. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world if you have to keep him because I mean they're gonna run the ball a lot this year. They have. Oh yeah, 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 all year. Yeah. Like Coleman's gonna be good. I think he's not gonna <sighs> get thirty six. Right. But he can get like thirteen, fifteen a week. Yeah. No. No, I don't disagree with that at all. Um. David Ma opportunity. <laughs> Finally, you've been waiting as for the, this. As the fantasy footballers call him, David Ma opportunity. July. I have been waiting. Freaking, I I have loved David Montgomery since the Bears drafted him. And I'm not even lying. I freaking love David Montgomery. Now, he had 22 fantasy points. He had 27 carries for 140-something yards. 31 touches. <laughs> Yeah, so they decided that David Montgomery was going to be their feature. Now, I really like... I didn't put David Montgomery... We didn't put David Montgomery on our uh, trade targets list for tomorrow's episode. I just want to preface that. Um, But I do think you guys should go out and trade for him. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because next week... You might even... You can wait a week. Because next week he's going to be... He's going to be bad against Philly. I promise. I promise. But after that, his schedule is awful he probably has the best schedule of running backs left it's it's bad there's not one uh, there's not one team i look at and i go i'm nervous about so if this breakout game has any truth to it you're going to see an aaron jones chris carson like breakout in the second half of the year remember last year they're trash beginning of the season second half of the year good schedule possible aaron jones and i just feel like it's a perfect opportunity right now you can after 22 points, I'm not sure you can buy him low right now. Mm-hmm. But if he is a, if he's on a team that is kind of done with his nine points a game, and you can go to him and offer something like a wide receiver two and get David Montgomery, you might be able to pull that off and 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 get a second half of the season league winner almost. Um, if he does end up doing that in the second half of the year, I know last year you desperately in our league you desperately were looking for that flex. <laughs> Yeah. And you found it in Chris Carson, and that won you a championship. So it's like is that in having Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> and Barkley. <laughs> and Barkley. <laughs> and Patrick Mullins. Well, let's not talk about it. Um, 
but yeah, I think that's. You have anything else you want to talk about on quick reactions before we get into um, the wire additions? I think that's we. I think that's pretty much it. Okay, I spelt Tyre. I think I spelt Tyrell Williams wrong. You did. All right. Um, let's go into our waiver wire ads for week nine. This is what you uh, this is what you came here for. This this gets boring. Or e- this gets more <laughs> boring every week. But there's more and more people getting added. So we talked about it a little bit earlier. Let's start off with uh, Mark the Walton. You want to add him? Yes, I think he's worth an ad. Okay, I'll say yes. He's owned in eighteen percent of leagues. Anybody that has opportunity is worth an ad. But as far as opportunity. Like I talked about in the offseason, I talked about my and our equation of opportunity plus efficiency equals, mm-hmm. you know, production. So yeah. Mark Walton ain't going to do the efficiency part <laughs> too well with a bad offense. But So there's a lot of variables to teams. And right now, like I have been avoiding Miami Dolphin players, even though like Devontae Parker is not a bad ad. But at the same time, He's not good at either. It's not like you know, like for me at this point in the year, if you're four and four, you know, five and three, or even the other way, three and five, right? Mm-hmm. If you're at that region, you're you you have a good chance. You can make a run at the playoffs. Once you get to the playoffs, you gotta start thinking league winners. You gotta start thinking schedules. You gotta start thinking all of that stuff. And when I look at Mark Walton, like, does that make you feel like good inside like i'm gonna get a league winner that's just a i need to get through this week and i have no running backs on my bench and zeke elliott's on a freaking bye week so get me some mark walton in my lineup you know what i mean that's kind of what he is at this point so i there's no real opportunity to start you know who's an interesting one that um is number one on this list actually is rashad penny yes so he's been in some rumors too trade rumors yeah where also to detroit that would be interesting. Is he worth a pickup just for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speculative. I'm so mad because I want to, but I can't because I got too many players on my team. Yeah. <laughs> it's tempting. I think that could be an interesting one. Yeah. He's only would, 38% of leagues right now. So People are totally done with him. Yeah, which makes sense because he's not. He's getting like five carries a game. The problem that I face with Rashad Penny is that if he tomorrow gets traded or today gets traded, Rashad Penny will become the hottest waiver wire ad out there and you're going to see if you have a oh. 200 waiver budget <laughs> league like you're going to see people drop a hundred dollars for this guy easy yeah. so it's like I, I i depending so let's just let's play the game rashad penny gets traded to i'll just throw out teams that need running backs i think they need running backs at this point rashad penny goes to tampa how much waiver budget uh, there's still too many guys in that backfield so i wouldn't I wouldn't do too too much, but I would obviously try to pick him up. Okay, he gets traded to. If he gets traded, to, if he gets traded to KC, all of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, all, I'd probably give all. Of I, it. I'd give a lot of it to KC. Yeah, if he gets yeah. traded to the Lions, I'd give like a lot, hundred bucks. I'd probably put. Yeah, I would. I was gonna say I'd put like seventy five. Yeah, but so the problem is just keep an eye on after the. To me, if Rashad Penny does not get traded. Do you want to pick him up? If he does not get traded? Yes. If he stays on the Seahawks? Because we're going to know that before waivers go through. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not picking him up. Okay, so if he gets traded today, pick up Rashad Penny. <laughs> be be, you know, cautious with what you have left of your waiver budget, but like it's yeah. it's worth it. Somebody somebody will drop somebody stupid for Rashad Penny, so be sure you're watching on the <laughs> Wednesday afternoon when your waivers go That's through. That's true. Cuz all they care about is Oh, Penny! Penny's on the Lions. <laughs> Let's go. And then they, look, I, I don't care who I drop. I'm just gonna drop somebody yeah. so I have a spot. And then they drop like. I like that one though. That Rashad Penny is a great ad, mm-hmm. great speculative one. Um, if you have a free agent system and he's out there, like snack him now. Oh yeah, like, do it grab now. him now. Um, Daryl Henderson right now is owned in 25 percent of leagues. I believe he's been in this uh, segment of our show before. <laughs> um, he and. Todd Gurley have been uh, slowly hitting that. I believe the snap percentage was sixty to forty this week. Really? So, so is is Daryl Henderson now worth a full ad? Because he's shown to be shown that he can be relatively decent. I mean, he's not <laughs> he's um, not inept. Like he looked inept in the preseason. He looked bad. He looked completely. Yeah, he's he could, he looked like a mess. If the snap percentages keep changing like that i think he is worth an ad yeah um 
in my league, I'm probably still not adding him. No, probably not. Um, I, I would. So like, I would not just. I'm not, I would. I would rather add the first two guys we talked about over Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Right. But I mean, if you need the running back depth and the way things right. are going, he had actually had more carries than Todd Gurley this week. <laughs> so yeah, he had only um, by one, but he had 13 touches for uh, 69 yards. That's pretty good. No touchdowns. Uh, he ended with seven and half PPR, seven point nine fantasy points. Um, I think his the the biggest cap to Daryl Henderson and the problem with him is that unless a Gurley misses a specific amount of time, uh, Todd Gurley's going to get all of the red zone work, all of it. It's not even going to be like a oh we'll throw him out there for one or two. No, he's going to get all of it. Yeah. So. Daryl Henderson is going to be very capped on touchdowns. He might he might finish the season, at least in the second half here, with a good amount of yardage. You know, like six seven hundred yards on the season. But I just don't think, especially if they're working with the split, I just don't think he's going to have the touchdown opportunity to throw him over the top enough to be a starter in your lineup or even a low end bench option. But mm-hmm. I would add him now before he has the uh, the game where he. Scores one touchdown, and everyone's like, oh, my God. Then they spend their entire waiver budget on him. Yeah. So that's Daryl Henderson for you. Um, Alexander Madison, our, our weekly plug for him. Uh, just a handcuff. Dalvin Cook is getting more and more touches and more and more injury opportunities. So <laughs> just, <laughs> just make sure you have Alexander Madison on your team. Um, now, it, assuming Detroit doesn't trade for a running back, in the disaster that Detroit's backfield was, do you want Trey Carson? I'm not, not even really. sure if I said that right. No. He started. I don't want... If, ripped people's souls if out. the Lions... I spent $100 in waiver budget in one league that I was just screwing around in. Yeah. For, for Ty Johnson. <laughs> that was so stupid. In <laughs> If the Lions do not trade for a running back today... Yeah. I am not picking up any Lions running backs. Okay. I don't want any of them. Because I feel like okay. they're just going to rotate all of them. Is there um, is there any running back that you were interested in um, acquiring for this this week's waiver? Other than the guys we just talked about, not really. Okay, I just wanted to check one more thing before we move on. What you checking, boss? <clears throat> um, the only other guy that I would say is is Mostert. Um, you would? I don't know that I would add him. No, I would say no. Okay. Were you just looking stay. at something? I was looking at his <clears throat> I was looking at his numbers for this week. And they weren't good. No, he had twelve points. Oh, okay. But in a backfield where you have like three running backs, yeah, yeah that's not good. He had nine nine attempts, sixty yards, and a touchdown. So okay, so this actually makes me more concerned about Coleman. Because it's like, Coleman, let me change my mind. Coleman for had a eleven second. carries. Yes. Maparita had eleven carries, and Mozart had nine. What the heck are they doing? They're using a three-headed monster. I'm, I don't like that. I yeah. I don't like that. Okay, so the only other guy that I'll say is James Conner is very injury prone. So and and I think Jalen Samuels is 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 a he worth could a be, roster yeah. spot. Okay, I think he's worth a roster. He's only under four point nine percent, fourteen point nine percent of leagues. So um, just be aware of that. Um, let's move to wide receivers. Um, the number one guy on the list. A.J. Brown caught a touchdown pass, had two receptions for 13 yards and a touchdown. Let's go, A.J. Brown. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. It's kind of gross. Uh, now, a lot of people are, uh, the A.J. Brown truthers are taking laps around the Corey Davis truthers right now. So what, as a Corey Davis a truther, <laughs> what, how does this make you feel? I've kind of given up now. <laughs> I told you to give up weeks ago. No, we had this. Yeah, like, but then the Ryan Tannehill thing happened and it gave me hope again. And then, and then it just ripped, just ripped right now. Yeah, I mean Tannehill only threw for 193 yards. Ryan Tannehill. He just he threw the ball a lot. Yeah, um, they both had. So Corey Davis and AJ Brown both blew. They each had two catches. Yeah, One, AJ Brown had two more yards. The only difference was he had a touchdown. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Um. Yeah, I. He threw like, what's his name? Ryan Tannehill threw for three hundred yards. Who the frig did he throw it to? No, not this week. Oh, he didn't. This week he only threw one hundred ninety three. Oh, never mind. Forgive me. Um. Yeah, is AJ Brown worth an ad? 
Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Don't sound too excited. I'd rather I'd rather uh, the yeah. guy we want we're gonna talk about next. I think. Okay. Uh, let me just note a couple of things. So okay. this guy is um, way down on this list, but Darius Slayton had 22 fantasy points this week for the New York Giants. He did. Um, is he worth an ad to you? Uh, not really, because I think when Sterling Shepard comes okay. back in that whole offense, it's going with Golden Tate. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no, too many guys. Evan yeah, Ingram. Too many guys. Um, he's owned in 7.5% of leagues. If Sterling Shepard does not come back in the next couple of weeks, he might be. I'm, I'm curious the schedule, um, because he might be worth even that. He had like two touchdowns for 50 yards and two receptions. That's gross. Yikes. Um, and then Chris Conley had a really nice day for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Seven recept- uh, seven targets, four four receptions, 103 yards, and a touchdown. DJ Chark on the other side of that had a really good game as well. Um, but Chris Conley, here's my problem: is Jacksonville's offense is either really good or really or not. Blows, yeah. So, so it all and it all like kind of hinges on what Leonard Fournette does on the ground. So. Uh, I, I really don't know if, if if he's worth an ad at this point. He's owned in six point four percent of leagues. He had seven targets. That's the big thing. Is like I you can't get you can't look straight past that. The last two weeks against Cincinnati and New York, he's had seven targets in each game. Yeah. And what I will say about um what I will say about Conley. Hold on. I'm just looking at something. Wow. Take your time. Sorry. Well, I was looking at so Didi Westbrook yep. got hurt. Okay. This past week, and if he's out for a significant period of time, that pretty much just leaves DJ Chark and Chris Connolly, right? Yeah. So they he should be, I think, worth an add if DD West, especially if Westbrook is out for. Yeah, because against Cincinnati and New York, he had eleven right. and eighteen. Yeah. So. I yeah, mean, we'll see how it plays out. I would say he's worth an add. Um, and then uh, the only other guy, as far as this week, you saw Renfro, the Renfro Truthers <laughs> live. Um, and then I did want to talk about this guy before we get to uh, some of the guys that you're thinking of. Um, Aus- uh, Alex Erickson, who we made fun of last week. We just totally roasted him. Yeah. And uh, and then he has 12 points this week on seven mm-hmm. targets. So he had, he had he in the last three weeks, he's had six targets, 14 targets, and seven targets. And against Jacksonville, he had 17 points. Against L.A., he had 12. This week, he's on a bye week. So you might be able to – I don't know who, who's going to pick him up this week so you might be able to get away with not picking him up but after that he's playing baltimore oakland pittsburgh new york and cleveland before he plays new england and then miami so there's like one hard game left in that grouping maybe pittsburgh is a hard game but if is it did Auden, does Auden Tate even play anymore or <laughs> i have no idea i really don't I, I don't like all of a sudden alex erickson came out of nowhere in the last two weeks he's been the last three weeks he's been targeted so I, re- I really don't know. Is he worse than that? I don't understand what's going on with the Bengals. I I feel like we played might, this game with the Bengals wide receivers before. We have. I don't know if he's worth an ad because I just hate everything about the Bengals right now. But um, he's like, the way he's no. been playing, I guess he, yeah. you have to, right? Not you don't have to, but if you need If you have a home. roster spot and you need receivers and your league is like like right now here's the problem and this is the problem with the wide receiver position is that there are so many available mm-hmm. that are better than Erickson that it's not really worth a large ad you know what i mean it's not like yeah. oh i'm going to run out there like i like i just said he's going to he's going to bur- he's going to be buried in your waiver wire when tomorrow runs through and it's not showing you projections because he's on a bye week so you might even be able to get away with waiting a week and then picking him up for for his matchup the following week. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, I would wait and see what happens. There's other stuff out there, um, but we'll see. He's only owned in four and a half percent of leagues, so it's not <laughs> like you're you're rushing to the waivers to grab him. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, Cole Beasley. Um, he's owned in twenty five percent of leagues. Beasley has been <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, he has the easy yeah. schedule at the end of the year. Um, he does have to play Denver and Dallas at some point, but and Week 16 against New England. But he does have some easier matchups he, in there. He's probably my favorite receiver right now on the that we've talked on the waivers. About. Yeah, on the waivers. Yep. Um, he had the last two weeks six targets against Miami and seven targets against Philadelphia. Um, 
The only problem is, is he just has these, like, he'll get, like, nine targets and then have four. <laughs> it's like, what the freaking yeah, crap just happened? That is annoying. But he, I feel like the last few weeks, I mean, even, like, so if you take out the week five game against Tennessee. Yeah. He would have had, since week three, 10 targets, 13, 6, 7, which is pretty good. Not bad at um, all. And then half PPR, that's like 10, 11, 10, essentially, and then 11. So right. he's putting up okay numbers. And then, like you said, his schedule is pretty easy. So yeah. I think I think he's if he's out there, he's only owned it right now in 7% of leagues on NFL.com. NFL.com. Um, I think he would be worth an ad. Yeah, yeah, I think he's worth an ad as well. Um, anybody that's getting the target share, at least a minute amount of it, like see what I look at on the waiver wire is you're not really going to hit a guy that get, that gets like 10 to 12 targets a game. Usually that's owned. But if yeah. you're talking about a guy that's getting seven or eight targets a game, that's worth adding. Especially if there, if something happens, there's an injury or, you know what I mean? Like if John Brown went down, he would be the number one target in that offense right away. Yeah. Um, so he's got an easy couple weeks, I guess. Um, I would, I would add him. Yeah. Uh, what about Devontae Parker or Preston Williams? Are you interested in any of the Miami Dolphins receiver core? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> He's like, no. Um, Alan Lazard has been somebody that people have talked a lot about. Not really interested. Um, and Anthony Miller has like these boom games, and then he has these bust games. Not interested in him either. What about Deontay Johnson? Um, he has a really good connection with what's his face, nice Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, yeah. So Deontay Johnson could be a good ad. Yeah, he he he's a he's an okay, but ad. he's a rookie. That's yeah. my problem. He has he has ceiling. I don't believe I don't believe in rookies. Um, and then Hardman surprisingly is owned in thirty one percent of leagues still. <sighs> he should be picked up. Yeah, I think you point. should pick him up. Pick him up and uh, put him on your team. Is there anyone else you really wanted to desperately? No, talk about? that's pretty much it. All right, hey, let's let's. Oh talk. well, actually, one quickly. Okay, go ahead. Um, if Robbie Anderson gets traded, I think Demarius Thomas should be picked up. Okay, that's fine with me. Um, well, let's talk about tight ends. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So Darren Fells has been a little bit ridiculous the last couple of weeks. He had two touchdowns, didn't he? <laughs> I just he keeps having these like two touchdown games or one touchdown games, and I'm just like, stop, stop being, stop being good. You're faking people out. I, I think now when we see the Texans have a good matchup for tight ends, we just gotta say Darren Fells. We gotta Dude, let it you go. Know, you know, for the season where he ranks among tight ends, in number eight. PPR? Yeah, number eight. He's like freaking thirty years old, thirty five, something ridiculous like that. <laughs> six, six targets, six, six targets, catches. six receptions. Yeah, like I mean, he had a great week. Is he gonna do that again? Probably not. No, probably not. Uh, in, very interesting. Is he? I mean, he should be owned. He's the eighth. Who does he play end. next week? Uh, he plays Jacksonville. The, yeah, Jacksonville. That's not. Yeah, good. Adam. Why not? Last last time he played Jacksonville, he had three targets and one catch. Why the frig not? Um, yeah, I think he's definitely. Worth and then uh, in Tennessee, with Delaney Walker out, Jonu Smith has been relatively decent. Um, He's had, I don't know when uh, Delaney Walker went out, but the last two weeks he's had seven and 16. He's Carolina this week, so if you're sh- if you're still streaming tight ends, which I don't think a lot best of people Best of luck are. to you. Yeah, best of luck to you. Um, John Smith's not a good play this week. I would just let him slide. I'm not really interested. Um, yeah. Herndon, did he, he even play? Nope, he did not. He still has not played. So he... <laughs> Every week, just throw him on the list. Chris Herndon, the fourth. Even when he's playing, and if he's doing good or bad, doesn't matter. We, we're going to keep him on this we're gonna list. We're going to keep him on this list. It, for, <laughs> ten years from now, we're going to be doing this podcast, and we're going to tell you to pick up Chris Herndon. <laughs> uh, D- Dallas go dirt. Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Um, he's heard, been better than Zach Ertz. He's been better than Zach Ertz the last few games. Um, there is rumors uh, floating around the rumor mill. Uh, because it's you know trade deadline day, uh, that uh, the Zach Ertz might be traded from oh. the Philadelphia Eagles. Ew. If he is traded, Goder is a must add, um, because I would assume that he would turn into Zach Ertz almost pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's talented. He's really good. There's no reason to have him and Philly Zach does Ertz like on the to roster. use they like two, to tight use two tight ends. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the problem with Dallas Goddard is that he's going to be a boom. Mm-hmm. Wow, this guy's really great. I had a great week, or, or, the, or he'll have or he'll have no catches. Yeah. 
So it, for him, he's not targeted. He's not like worked in that offense that much. But yeah, the Zach Ertz thing is interesting. If he does get traded, yeah. I don't know how much truth yeah. there is to that. That might just be also if if Zach Ertz theory, doesn't get traded, which is the more likely scenario. I don't. Yeah, I don't right. know if he's worth a pick. Um, like I said, if you were desperate for a tight end and everyone else is owned in your league, all the people we just mentioned are owned. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, feel free. Um. That'll do it for our waiver wire ads. We're going to talk about some QB streamers and then wrap up the show. Um, I'm going to give you my QB streamer. Rick will okay. give his QB streamer, and then we'll just close it out. So uh, I got Jimmy Garoppolo. That's He's a good one. in Arizona, at Arizona, mm-hmm. but uh, I feel like it's all right. <laughs> Even though they've run the ball nonstop. I, I don't know. It's, I, I, <laughs> hey, Jimmy Jesus. It's a good matchup. They've given up the number fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I'm going to say Jimmy G is a good start against Arizona. So Arizona's given up the fourth most quarterbacks. You know who's given up the sixth most? Who? It's the Detroit Lions. And you know who plays the Lions this week? Who? You're going to hate me, Derek Carr. Dude, Derek Carr, I know. (laughs) We're giving some bad fantasy advice today. We're streaming quarterbacks, okay? Yeah. Which means Derek Carr is probably going to be available in your league. Not probably. Yep. He's, like, guaranteed. No, definitely. In a 10-team, one-quarterback league. Um, or a 12-team, even. <clears throat> so, Derek Carr's out there, and you're looking to stream, guys. Mm-hmm. He might be the best play. He had 26 points last week. Yeah. He has his number one receiver back in Tyrell Williams, who he's missed for the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, Other than the Chiefs, like, the first six, six games of the season, he didn't really have a good matchup. Yeah. Prior to this week where he had 26 points, now he's playing the Lions, another good matchup at home. Right. I can see 20 points from Carr this week. Wow. There you go. Um, I'm also going to throw in Matt Stafford there. Um, okay. If the person He's probably owned now. If he picked up Matt, if something if a person picked up Matt Stafford and they're refusing to drop him now, frick you. But <laughs> and frick me too. <laughs> But uh, if Matt Stafford is available or he gets dropped, I would pay attention on Thursday, too, because I think he's actually probably a better start than Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr. Yeah, if he's still um, out there. If he's still out there. So sure. wait wait till Thursday, see if he gets dropped, and then um, pick him up. He's a great streaming option for this week. But that'll do it for our waiver wire ads and streaming options. Be sure to listen tomorrow as we discuss booms and busts for week eight and go over players you should buy. Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Talk to you Thursday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.